Hi, everyone, and thank you for joining us for another episode of The Shuli Show. We are so happy to have you here. The show is nothing without you, our audience. Today, I'm really excited about my guest. I'd like to welcome Joyce Franco. Joyce and I actually met through her initiative called the Levana Circle, which she'll tell you about soon. And Levana means moon in the Hebrew language. So welcome, Joyce. Thank you so much for being here today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited. Okay, great. Me too. (laughs) Um, So first off, can you tell us a little bit about the Levana Circle? How did it start and how did it evolve to what it is today? Okay. So um, Levana Circle happened by mistake actually and it was last year almost exactly a year ago just a little bit over a year now it was my hebrew and english birthday in alignment it was on the same night and i was turning 30 years old and it was a full moon in the month of kislev and a lunar eclipse going on so at that point in my life, I've never celebrated my Hebrew birthday before. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was the first year I was celebrating my Hebrew birthday. Recently, like within the months preceding, um, I had gotten more into like Jewish spirituality. So it was like very natural for me to be like, I'm celebrating my Hebrew birthday this year. And then it was like, oh my goodness, my Hebrew birthday and my English birthday on the same night. And again, I'm 30, and it's lunar eclipse, and it's a full moon. There was a lot of alignment happening. The big 30. The big 30. So I was like, okay, I have to drop in pretty intentionally into this birthday. And I decided to host myself a Fabregan. For those of us who might not be familiar, can you explain what a Fabregan is? Yes. So to the best of my knowledge of what it means, it's an... Um, a night of like deep intentional conversation um, helped by a little bit of like alcoholic lubricant if you will it's a deep dive into oneself and one's own like inner work with a supportive environment through friends and just like a specific contingency of people to like really like unpack the self Um, and there are a lot of l'chaims which what's the word I'm looking for like cheers like well wishes yeah um blessings a lot of blessings um and so it's a conversation among peers is it led by someone typically um in the for Bregans that I've been to they've been like set up specifically around like somebody's birthday or somebody like a a like a commemoration of somebody's passing or like a specific date um looking to be like uh what's the word I'm looking acknowledged acknowledged yeah yeah and just brought like focus and intention and sometimes celebratory yes for sure so yeah hence the birthday for Reagan because that was the way in which I wanted to celebrate my birthday which was like okay I'm gonna bring a group of women together um And the women that I kind of, like, intuitively chose to bring into the fold weren't necessarily, like, all my best friends and, like, we're having a birthday. It was, like, very much a a feeling on, like, okay, who would be into this night and into the celebration um, in a very particular way because I really wanted to bring awareness not just to, oh, hey, it's my birthday. That wasn't the intention. The intention was, like, Okay, we've got a full moon in Kislev. We have a lunar eclipse, and there's just like a lot of potential here in terms of like what we can open up our awareness towards and um, 
how we can like kind of reap the benefits of what's going on on an energetic level with direct focus and intention and awareness. So that was kind of like why, the why. Okay. I brought these these 14 women together um, and I learned prior to our Fabregan, like with one of my teachers from Israel around the significance of the month of Kislev. And one of the things that she taught me is like, and I love this, is that the moon is said to be pregnant with the fullest of its energy during the full moon. Like oh, wow. The, yeah. So basically the introduction to a month within the new moon is like kind of like the beginning of the energetic cycle. And then every day leading up to the full, the full moon, it's becoming like, quote unquote, more and more pregnant in the process. So the full moon is that it's like peak fullness of whatever energy it contains in that month. So... Anyway, I learned around, like, what the significance of the month of Kislev was, what was, like, kind of radiating during that time. I brought the women together, and we dropped into a meditation that I that I led, and then I gave over some words on the significance of the month. And then the night kind of just, like, unfolded from there, where, like, women just started to, like, open up and unpack and, like, kind of share how they were relating to the the themes within Kislev, how they were personalized or being expressed in their individual lives during that time. Um, And just like really, it was a space where women felt like super comfortable and safe to like bear their souls, so to speak. Um, And there was singing and there was dancing and there was laughing and there was um, crying and there was... The whole gamut of emotions. A whole gamut of emotions until like three in the morning. Oh, wow. Yeah. That sounds like it was a little unexpected. It was definitely unexpected um, and really spontaneously gorgeous. It was way beyond what I thought it would be. And it was, like, beautiful, and, like, I really made it, I, like, elevated the space, and I put candles and eucalyptus and flowers and incense, and I made, like, these little, like, party favors of, like, sage and palo santo wrapped together to give out, and, like, I wanted it to feel special for the so people you got coming. Some, yeah, so you got some ambiance going. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. And I also think it's so special that you created an environment where people felt comfortable to share because... I think that oftentimes people do want to share, but they're worried and they have their guard up. So the fact that they felt that they could is really meaningful. Yeah. Because when when one person shares, it usually opens up another person to share as well. Because we all have things that we're working through and things that we need support with in our life. So it sounds like you definitely created that environment. Thank God. Women that were meeting each other for the first time. Even meeting me for the first time, honestly. There was like a girl that now is a good friend that a mutual friend connected us and we never met before and I was like I feel like you would vibe you should come so like really it wasn't necessarily like a core friends group that right. was like oh we uh, we were totally comfortable with each other and we do this like on your average Tuesday night it was really um a lot of people that didn't know each other or knew each other but weren't necessarily like friends mm-hmm. um and yeah the space the space was like this container of of safety and love and light and acceptance that like really allowed people to just be and and show up as themselves yeah that's that's really special and I love that friendships were something unexpected that came out of this space that you created because 
I feel like so often friendships are changing. They're very fluid. People are looking for new connections, different connections. So that seems like something extra that came out of it. Like yeah, a little, a little bonus. bonus. Yeah, a little bonus. <laughs> extra party favor. <laughs> yeah, yeah, in human form. So from that night about a year ago, how did it evolve into what it is today? Okay, so it was actually my boyfriend that was like, okay, you can't wait until next year to do this again. Like, you should be creating this space for women on a monthly basis. Like, it was the next day, and and I guess, like, people that were in attendance that night were texting me how special it was and how held they felt and how, like, much they were able to share and feel seen and heard. My boyfriend that was just like, you need to be doing this every month. And I definitely was, like, not at first like yeah let me create this thing it was like a lot of self-doubt and um feeling of like who am I to be doing this and imposter syndrome to the max and then I guess I just I don't remember exactly but the next couple months were on zoom because like we were in the middle of covid and this wasn't like an established thing yet so I, I think I just sent a message I started a group chat with women that I thought like well a like the women that were there from that original night and then women that I thought like might be down to just like get on a zoom call and talk about the month and meditate and like share about like what's present for them and then that's kind of like how it snowballed and we did that for I want to say like five to six months over zoom we met for the next time in person during the month of Adar and yeah I guess I I honestly don't even know like I don't know it it just kind of happened you were playing a role in it but maybe you were so immersed in it that it just kind of spread its wings and became something larger than you yeah I remember creating my Eventbrite because I was like, okay, we're going to have in-person, and I guess I'll, I'll start to charge because I want to serve food, and I want to serve wine, and I wanted to mm-hmm. have the, the ambiance. And then I remember writing the description and just, like, like doing the things that needed to get done. Like one thing led to the next. Yeah, and, and it kind of, like, had a momentum of its own, genuinely. Right. It felt, you know, like, in a very humbling way, it felt like there was a lot of divine momentum Mm -hmm. um really propelling me forward that's so beautiful and I think that momentum is something really important to capture yeah it's it's a like a really cool thing to notice when it's happening definitely I think it can be and we can overlook it um but just like being aware and present to the fact that like oh okay cool this is not this is not me, right? Like, this isn't because of anything that I'm doing. Obviously, yes, there's, like, the driving of the vehicle that needs to be done. Mm-hmm. But when you recognize that it's happening through you, that, like, this thing is in existence um, because it needs to be in existence, like, the world needs it. Mm-hmm. The, the community of women you're serving needs right. it. There's, like, a, there's like a, a more, like... Um, there's a larger picture at play rather than just like you as the individual that's bringing this into the world. It's like, why is this happening? Why is it gaining momentum? Why is it just unfolding in the way that it is? You realize that the, the energy coming through or like the quote unquote success or the, the, 
like we said, the momentum and the unfolding is way beyond you. It's like you're just the vehicle. You're just the vessel for it to exist. And when you realize that, did that bring you a greater sense of urgency? What do you mean by urgency? Urgency in what? So you said that you thought that it was larger than you and you're the person to bring this into the world. And when you had that realization, were you like, okay, I have to do this now? Mm. In a way, I think that what it allowed me to do was get out of my own way. It wasn't so much like I have to do this now, but all the excuses of why not to do it was like, okay, cool. I, I need to continuously remove myself so that I could just do it. Right. Right? Like, all the reasons I was coming up against, like, I'm not the person. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know enough. I need this before I can. I need this qualification before I can do, like, all the things. And every month it's something new. Right? Like, every month I'm learning what I'm coming up against and, like, how to grow and face it. Right. But because it feels like thank God there is this natural momentum. I just need to continuously remove myself so it can just happen. And so often we get in our own way and that prevents us from doing things. So it's so remarkable to me that you're able to have that awareness and to push through it. Yeah, that's definitely hard. I'm sure. It's definitely hard. And it's like, it's funny, I compare it to a soul level relationship like being with your soulmate Mm -hmm. in relationships you're facing the most difficult and most personal aspects of yourself so you can see them head on and ultimately evolve beyond them right like that's what a soul connection soulmate allows you to do it's like a mirror it's like the ultimate mirror it feels like Levana is that for me it's, it's interesting because I'm thinking about it as I'm talking to you, right? Like, Levana reflects the, the light of the moon. The, the, sorry, the moon reflects the light of the sun. Um, and it's almost like the moon, like this project, this moon project is like a, a direct reflection of my light. It's being mirrored back at me. And I really have to do the inner work as I'm moving through it and executing on it to see, to see my stuff. To see the things that are the insecurities, the fears, the anxieties, the shortcomings, the, the ego, the arrogance, whatever I'm met with in each month, it's, it's being reflected in the light of the moon, essentially. And how is that for you to come so face to face with all of those, so to speak, insecurities? It's freaking hard. <laughs> it's freaking hard. Um, And yeah, like I said, it's challenging in, in every month in a different way. And it doesn't all get cleared, right? It's it's almost just like, oh, cool, that, that one's coming up this, this month. I'm being faced with that one, that voice. Yes. Yeah, it's tough. It's tough. I find that I, I have supportive people in my corner where, like, I'm like, hey, I'm feeling down about how this part of the night went or this aspect of... of of blah 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 um and it's not just about people telling you like you're great don't worry but it's it's allowing people to like see a bigger picture i'm very easily caught up in the in the weeds 
this went this went for too long i didn't say that the meditation didn't flow as i wanted it to i did this out of order the food wasn't right here or nobody did that like the inner critic yeah and in the smaller things but like it's like whoa 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 again it's not about you what's the bigger picture here what's the space that you're providing what's coming through making the room for and that's the crux of it that's the core what about the moon is alluring to you miss joyce (laughs) um so i think i became like fascinated with the moon like two years ago the mystics talk about how the sun is the light of god unchanging full radiance like still um present force this fixed source of light that is reflective of god's light and presence and that the moon in reflection of the sun's light is like humanity and that ultimately we represent the moon so the sun represents god and the moon represents the the humans of the earth um and that the moon reflects the sun's light in the same way that man reflects god's light and when there was one night i was in israel and i was staring at the moon and i just had this realization of like how freaking awesome the moon is and and like really perceiving it as going through like a human process of waxing and waning this like building up to shedding the shifting this it's in it's in the light it sources is in reflection of the ultimate light but it's in this constant assessment of self almost right like it's not it isn't this fixed source of light it's like every month it's going through this like process in in how does it best reflect how does it radiate out how does it source the light that it contains and then again reflect that back out and it's dynamic it's it's varied it shifts it's going through a process it's going through a process every month every day of the month it's so cool so it's not just like the light that is in existence and it's pure and it's still and it's fixed to me it reflects the complexity of the way in which we function as man in our ultimate reflection of the source of light which is god in us and i just found that to be like so cool yeah (laughs) definitely and also as you were talking it reminded me of a concept that a friend shared with me of growth mindset versus fixed mindset Mm. so i feel like when you compare the growth mindset to the moon it's kind of similar because there's always that potential for movement for change for things not being static. Kind of just like a lot, I get, the moon I feel like is just the permission to be going through process also. Like you just said, like to shift, to change, to recognize that that is a part of human nature or a part of nature. I think, I think that so often people are longing to change and find it so difficult to access. Mm. So, what would you say to somebody who might want to shift something in their life or change something about their life? Any advice you might have for them or some moon wisdom? Moon wisdom. Hmm. I don't remember that one in the list of questions, sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, what would I recommend? I think that ultimately the awareness is the first 
component is the key component Definitely. to to the to any kind of change any kind of shift and ultimately shifting and changing comes with very conscious deliberate choice it's never going to be oh i i want to change this and then the next day you wake up and change this is like an active and conscious choice to to implement or do something differently than how you've been doing it um which takes discipline and takes effort and takes first and foremost the the awareness of what that is um so I guess it's like getting super clear around what it is that you want to change and why it is that you want to change it intentional super intentional and and also being patient I know that sounds like so like be patient it's the build of awareness and then it's the like letting go of what was and it's gonna like need to be a process that continuously repeats itself um until it becomes quote-unquote habitual or second nature but that in fact takes a lot of time that reminds me of a poster that i pass every morning on my walk that says everything takes time yeah it does Um, yeah the Levana circles are based around the full moon. Why is that? Well, I think, yeah, it goes back to just the timing in which it was, like, the inception of it. Which okay, was so your birthday? The birthday, and then kind of wanting to demarcate the time of, again, like, as my teacher put it, when the month is said to be, like, pregnant with the with its fullest energy. It just felt right to yeah. keep going in that, in that uh, order. things I just really appreciate doing something on the full moon not to be like uh going not just to go like not because it goes against the grain but I like the idea of experiential learning through the first two weeks of the month Mm -hmm. we're like moving from the new moon to the full moon we've got like two weeks that we're like actually living out the energy of the month and then if you're at Levana circle you kind of like gain the perspective of what's been quote-unquote happening Mm -hmm. to give context to like how life has been feeling or how you've been experiencing the energy of the month and then it's the applied learning for the next two weeks where it's like I get to experience it I get to understand it at the center of the month and then I get to apply what I learned in order to carry me through the rest of the month with awareness. Um, I just think that that process is like a really well-rounded. Anytime, you know, you learn something, a huge part of it is living it. So how would you say your heightened awareness of the patterns and rhythms of the moon has impacted your sense of intention? My sense of intention in life? Yes. In your own life and the way you see the world. Mm. I mean, remembering to look up, just being in awareness of the moon, that in and of itself has brought me such heightened expansion of myself and the universe. And being able to look at something every single night and see it grow and have some sort of connection with something bigger than self um, to kind of like track time with also so cool before this 
for me, I never looked at the moon. I didn't know when the moon was full, when the moon was new, how long it took to get there, what, what waxing was, what we, and it's been like really a gift for myself. There's like another dimension of, of being that I'm able to tap into with it that is like so much bigger than my own little small pea-sized world. Yeah, and I also feel like so often time feels like it's slipping by so or going so quickly, so I'm wondering if you know, being more in touch with time helps you be more present, perhaps. Mm. Definitely. Definitely in terms of, like, what we're talking about, of, like, really understanding the themes of the month and how they're working within my own existence. Like, learning about the months in such an intentional way has really allowed me to, like, pull the thread into my individual life experience um to really live it to really live in and and also give me a framework to like move with the current rather than against it and I think that's the most important way in which I've been able to live more quote-unquote intentionally it's like how do I allow the energetic flow or current that is in play push me forward in a way that is like helpful rather than me being in resistance to what's going on, right? And the the shift is just awareness. It's like, oh, this is present. Like this month we're looking at anger and we may have like flare-ups of anger within our interpersonal relationships. Like how do I work with, with my anger instead of like just feeling really out of control or almost like not like myself? How do I almost like prime my being to take in that energy that is present and be like oh cool like this is exactly what's coming up for me and and that makes sense in this context and now how do I harness it so I can evolve and it's all about the cycling through time or the spiraling through time through the Jewish calendar and really allowing it to be the um, aid for personal growth and transformation every year spiraling upward leveling up leveling up every year um and each month offers something different. Many people find nature to be spiritual. And they feel relaxed in nature. So what, in your opinion, is the relationship between spirituality and nature and godliness? So I actually love this question. <laughs> I think nature and spirituality, I see them as the same thing. For me, on a very, very personal, individual level, my spiritual, like, crack open so to speak happened because and within nature I feel like Hashem God's love language specifically to me is through nature thank God I I think that I've been privy to is the word privy to like I've had access to like such beauty such incredible beauty within nature that like shakes me to my core and allows me to be like oh there's a god there is something that is pumping abundant beauty into the world and giving through nature unconditionally and that to me that like unconditional giving for this for the benefit of the recipient is love and to speak about God as love 
to me the like um framework in which we are able to like really see that and understand that as truth is through nature through again this unconditional ever-present giving 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 of like the sunrises and the sunsets and the stars and the moon and the trees and the flowers and the 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 vegetation and the nutrients and like it just go it's a it's it's so abundant so, um, so the complexity and the vastness of nature yes a hundred percent I think in in a more simple way for me it's like just the sheer like the beauty of it like how the if the 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 stunningness if that's even a word it's breathtaking yeah and it moves me in a way that I get to be like I know God exists and for me that's the spiritual charge that I need right I was saying this like love language of nature I feel very blessed to be on the receiving end of I'm sure many people feel this way but I'm speaking about from my own connection with God and and where I source my own spirituality is, is very much within the beauty of nature and I try and get into nature and have time alone in nature and just like periodically make sure I'm like really submerged in nature because for me that's the battery charge that's right. the soul that's where the soul gets like the juice where mm-hmm. then I can be like cool all right thank you for all this beauty I know you exist like I feel spiritually charged and it's from that place that I feel like I could give from. I experience such deep awe and reverence and beauty and awareness that that that's the place that I try and reflect light from. Wow. (laughs) Um, Yeah, nature is my homie. I love nature. (laughs) Um, So on that note, how would you say Jewish wisdom informs your work in the Levana circle? I mean, it's all, it's, it's, it, the whole thing is Jewish wisdom. Um, and I'm really like a baby when it comes to my, my knowledge. It's only been like, I don't know at this point, maybe it's like two years of studying, mm-hmm. um, diving into more like, Jewish mysticism and Hasidut and Kabbalah and spirituality, um, but it is it is it is the work like that is what Levana is. It's essentially offering the lens to through Jewish uh, wisdom to give context and awareness to our lives on a macro level and then on a micro level. It's done solely through the guise of like the Jewish month, the Jewish themes of the month, um, what's present, what are the holidays, um, and like all the varying facets that come along with that. Again, to give context to our lives and the cycles that we're moving through and what's present um, for us individually and and for us collectively. Okay, great. (laughs) In one of our conversations, you mentioned that you try to use Instagram in a way that serves you. How do you put that thought into practice and avoid falling down the rabbit hole of, you know, an hour goes by and you've just been scrolling through social media and then maybe you don't feel good about yourself after? 
It's the worst. <laughs> I think a lot of people could relate to that, self-included. Yeah. yeah. It was three years ago now. Wait, I need to back up. 2018. <laughs> so I realized uh, I realized that my relationship with Instagram was, like, really unhealthy. Um, I was in the fitness world, so you could imagine the potential for toxicity in that space just self-inflicting um comparison Comparison. jealousy um all the all the negative traits that come insecurities um obsession things like that it's a long story but I had a, a pretty transformative experience and it was definitely nature that helped me to help me um see myself and see what Instagram and and social media was doing um, to my emotional and mental world. And I made a policy. I made a new policy. I came back with a no-scroll policy. No-scroll. No-scroll. I like it. And I just said, like, okay, at the time, I had to still use Instagram for promoting my classes. Um, And there were still things about my life that I wanted to share. Mm-hmm. So I was using it for what I needed to like get those things out there. But I had a policy of like I wasn't allowed to scroll. So I could just post, but I wasn't allowed to scroll. And thank God until today, I'm pretty stringent and like, uh, what's the word, disciplined with that policy for myself. Definitely I'll find myself at times, I mean like of course I find myself at times without even knowing like all of a sudden on the app deep diving on somebody's page scrolling and I'm like oh my god like but I very quickly am able to catch myself because of my um because of that policy um so when I when I say I use it as like self-serving or in a way that serves me it's self-serving in the sense of like okay I've got what I want to share I've got what I want to build and what I what I would love people to see and engage with but um, right now it's kind of like a one-way door where I'm just putting out and I, I really try not to um, take in. And I think that that's so important because social media is, I think, just going to be a part of the world and we're going to have to adapt to it. I don't think it's going to go away. I think it's only going to grow in its ubiquitousness. So I really love your perspective towards it and developing discipline around it. Okay, so for someone that may not be familiar or may be resistant to spiritual work or healing, how can attending a Levana Circle be an influential and motivating experience? Because mm. not everyone's in the world of self-help or spirituality or inner work. Mm-hmm. How could it be a motivating experience or beneficial? What was the word you used? Yeah, either motivating or influential. I think that coming to Lavana Circle doesn't necessarily mean you need to be like fully invested and focused and like committed to personal growth and evolution and uh, self development. I think there's what to gain even if you are, like you said, resistant to that type of work. Um, there's just just on a very basic level like the women that show up 
the community that's being formed is one of like such beauty and authenticity and like raw authentic self that just from being amongst the women that are like that I I think that that in and of itself is super beneficial just to meet people just to be exposed to women of that caliber of being um and I think like just the context for our own lives like you don't need to be you know committed to like I said your your spiritual development to see benefit in like oh wow that's that's what's coming up this month that's what the calendar has set to look at that's what the energy pumping into the universe um carries with it right now it's a support of just again this like context and larger meaning and purpose to what the human experience is at the time where things don't necessarily need to feel so chaotic and alone and isolated and random it it kind of gives perspective intentionality and um purpose and meaning to what one might be experiencing that i think is beneficial no matter what level of like quote-unquote spiritual work you are invested in or on so yeah that that would kind of be what i would say about it i love it (laughs) thanks a lot (laughs) okay so what's next for lavana circle where do you Ah! see lavana circle (laughs) one year from now five years from now Ooh. okay so super cool we just two weeks ago now celebrated um the one year anniversary of lavana circles um Happy birthday. Congratulations. That's so exciting. Thank you so much. So thank God it was a beautiful event with 60 women and we did it like super high level um, entertainment. We had live music. We had a full on sound ceremony. It was like, it was really just a beautiful evening. Um, And I can't, I want to start implementing or like designing these like larger experiences for women rather than than the smaller intimate monthly circles which are definitely here to stay thinking about like developing um larger events every three to four months um with the eventual goal of moving into the retreat space the the hope is to create a a retreat that is available to women practicing Jewish women to offer them tools and uh, modalities for inner work and personal development um, in a container that feels kosher and aligned with their Jewish beliefs and practices. Um, and I hope that the events, the quarterly events, um, kind of like layer in those modalities so let's say we had sound healing this past month and I could see like the the next larger event doing a breath work session something around movement and just kind of like sprinkling in these different tools and modalities for introspection inner work inner knowing and then having that culminate in like this incredible retreat somewhere far away in nature to explore self and to connect with the God within. 
Um, so yeah, that's kind of the long-term vision. It sounds like it's going to be very beautiful. <laughs> Thanks. In another lifetime, Joyce, what would you be doing? I, I've i always wanted to be a detective. Very unexpected. <laughs> I don't know. I was obsessed with mystery books growing up. I loved mysteries, and I always wanted to solve mysteries, and I loved the game Clue, and I just wanted to be a detective. So I think that could have been could be what I would be doing in another lifetime. Okay. <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining us. Before you go, can you tell our listeners how they can find out more information about Lavana Circle? Definitely. Um, you can check us out on Instagram. The handle is Lavana Circle. Um, and mainly we're there on that platform. Hopefully we'll have a website coming soon. And stay tuned for like postings on our next events and the next circles happening every month in the uh, Brooklyn, New York area and coming to a town near you. Okay, amazing. Thank you so much for being on the show today, Joyce. Thank you so much for having me. This is so fun.